This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Welcome, everyone. This is Megan Mitchell, the founder of Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. And for Social Work Month, we are excited to bring you another social worker from the field. Today, we are going to chat with Jalacia Lewis, who's here with us today, and we're going to pick her brain and get some words of wisdom for her. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome her to our podcast. Welcome, Jalacia. Thank you so much, Megan. I am so happy to be here. Thank you to your team at Agents of Change. Um, this is a great time and opportunity for us as social workers. As we know, we are celebrating National Social Work Month. So it's nice to be in the space of other um, social workers. I am Jalacia Lewis. I currently am a senior program associate at Prosperity Now in Washington, D.C. I am a fa the founder of The Social Recipe, which is essentially a community hub, a community platform for social workers, mental health professionals, and just the everyday person to get involved in the things that are going on in our communities. Um, it's a safe space for us to talk about these things. Um, and then in addition to providing different resources. So I'm so excited. I just graduated last year with my master of social work. So, you know, I'm a a baby fish in the field, <laughs> in the pond, <laughs> but um, I'm, I just really am just so thankful and excited to continue to pursue social work um, and continue to pursue the things that interest me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So I know that you do more of the macro side of social work. Yes. So um, I know that is a very popular area of social work right now. So yes. can you tell us a little bit more about how you decided to go the macro route and how you mm -hmm. are doing that in your work um, in your current job and maybe with the mm -hmm. social recipe. Yeah, absolutely. So I first came across the term macro social work probably my senior year of undergrad. And when my professor introduced it, I was like, okay, this is different. This is weird. <laughs> because, you know, throughout your program, you're taught, okay, um, you know, you can, you, you can do microservices where you are providing case management, or, you know, um, essentially, you, you're not, a therapist per se, you know, you don't have your license, right? But um, you're just providing different tools and resources uh, for people. And so, okay, I'm like, macro, 
this interests me. Like this, this mm-hmm. is something I could do. And not to say I, I do really do wholeheartedly believe that micro and macros always mm-hmm. intersected with social work. However, I knew that there was something different in the way I view things mm-hmm. and in the way in which I help people, even before I found out what social work was, look differently, right? And so I knew that once I heard about it, did more research, I was like, okay, I'm going to pursue this. This this is going to be my thing. However, I didn't realize that in the field, macro social work, it's beginning now, right? Like you mentioned, to mm-hmm. be more recognized. And so I didn't, I didn't at the time, there wasn't this notion of okay, you know, there was this notion of, okay, how do I make this work? What am I going to do? I'm preparing for graduate school. I have to look at programs. What programs are there that will assist me in this effort? And so thankfully, this was right when the pandemic hit, I applied for Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, which is an HBCU in Tallahassee, which which, where I currently was, and was accepted. Their program is completely macro-centered, community-centered. And so I was able to study and develop those skills throughout that program, and which now have translated into my job currently and with the organization that I I have founded. Um, really look at looking at things holistically. And, you know, from that broad view, figuring out how to change, you know, systems, what um, resources, how can we continue to uh, collaborate to change, you know, the things that we see that are issues. And with my job right now, currently, um, we're, we're building financial equity. We're trying to close, minimize that racial wealth gap. And so that, those are the things that excite me about macro, um, doing macro work. And so l- like you mentioned, it's becoming a huge thing. It's becoming popular. And I'm so glad it is. And I'm so glad to be a part of uh, that population of social workers that are leading in that effort. That's, that's really exciting. So I graduated with my MSW in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so a decade ago at this point, and um, there was the clinical track, and then there was a few macro track mm-hmm. options. But mm-hmm. I really, when I started, I thought I wanted to be in the policy track, but there was only mm-hmm. three people in the whole program in the policy. Oh, track. wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I kind of talked myself out of it, but I I think now I see because I really do. um, I do clinical work in the schools, but I think that Mm -hmm. I do a lot of different work. I do um, micro, meso, and macro work. So Mm -hmm. I'm really happy to see that that macro piece is um, being integrated in a lot of ways into curriculum and into field Mm -hmm. placements, because I think that, like you said, they work so closely together and they build upon each other and we can't have Mm -hmm. micro without macro. We can't have macro without micro. Absolutely. Um, So it's just interesting in in the past decade, how things are um, Mm -hmm. really becoming more holistic, which I think is really what social work needs at this point and what's going on. Agree. Yes. Awesome. So um, I know that you graduated not too mm-hmm. long ago, but what mm-hmm. is one lesson that you think you've learned either personally or professionally um, while working in the field? So a lot of my friends last year who graduated now, you know, once again, we have our pandemic, um, things seem to be getting a little bit better, but also there's so much uncertainty. And so one of the things that 
I've learned with just talking to recent grads and, you know, people who are a little bit more, more social workers who are seasoned in the field um, is to advocate for yourself, right? You know, we, we spend our livelihood advocating on the behalf of those that we serve um, to different vulnerable populations. And then sometimes in, in the midst of that, we get lost, right? Um, in, the mid, in the midst of that, uh, we experience burnout. We as well are, gr- we as well are grieving, you know, along with our, um, the communities that we serve. And so one of the things that I've been picking up and learning is that, hey, you know, we, we go through things too. We are people. That's my theme for this month. Social mm-hmm. workers are people <laughs> because, you know, sometimes people forget that. <laughs> and so, you know, with our jobs, um, in the different spaces that we occupy, just remembering to advocate for myself and know that I'm not alone, that there are other, you know, social workers who are going through and experiencing the same thing I am. And so, you know, reaching out and talking and in, in the midst of that, just trying to be sure that I take care of myself too, while taking care of others. I think that's super important. And I actually have been following your, your page on social media and Instagram. Yes. And I love that you're saying social workers are people. Yes. I think we know that as social workers, but sometimes mm-hmm. our, our populations and others yeah. superheroes and, yeah. mm-hmm. and it can be really, really challenging. Um, so mm-hmm. I've worked, I've worked in schools for over 10 years and we, I've been in person um, for the past two years. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you hear teacher burnout. Um, teachers are 1000% burnt out, but also so mm-hmm. are all school staff, including school social workers. Um, yes. So I sometimes think we kind of get forgotten in certain settings that we are also, like you said, people and we're experienced. And we have sometimes have that vicarious trauma or that, that mm-hmm. secondary trauma because we're helping other people with their mm-hmm. emotional load at this time. So yes. yes, social workers are people just like everyone <laughs> mm-hmm. else. We have, you know, our limits. We're pushed to our limits. We we need self-care. We yes. need times to decompress. And sometimes we need people to, to just lean on. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's really important. And I think this month I've seen it so much. I'm so happy to see that self-care is really being promoted yes. and not just in the way like, you know, get a massage or take a bath. Right. <laughs> like the very um, stereotypical ways that people think of self-care, but maybe like setting boundaries and putting mm. ourselves first, I think is like a new way that people are looking at self-care. So I think that's, that's yes. Yes, that's I agree. Um, awesome. So kind of building off of that, that that's a lesson that you've learned. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a tool or um, something that you use often in your um, social work practice that you would encourage other social workers to use or to look at? So I know that a lot of times we are trying to find jobs, right? That's mm-hmm. a huge thing, you know, okay. We, we know that we, we don't have to, we've, we've accepted this position. We've done this job. And we're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I like it, right? <laughs> and so for me, a big tool was idealist.com. I don't know if you've heard it. You've, yep. Yes. Okay, great. And so utilizing every, every job, right, is not on Indeed or Glassdoor. And so utilizing not only idealist, but utilizing your resources and the network, 
from your universities, from your institutions, um, just, I don't know, people in the community really leaning into, I was talking to one of my friends and I was telling her about my job search and how I even came across this position. And she was like, you know, I really did not know that social workers could do things like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, seriously, we, we, sometimes we, in our minds, we, we check this box, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we got to, you know, do this and, you know, case management has to be marked, you know, et cetera. And with me one desiring to be a macro social worker, I applied for everything. You know, I really didn't know who I wanted to serve, how I wanted to serve, mm -hmm. but I knew that I would land somewhere, you know, where I could grow. And so I would say, you know, idealist.com, that's a huge platform. Um, and then also like different boards, if mm -hmm. you know, like you want to move, like I move into DC, looking up job boards and nonprofits, you know, popular nonprofits there um, to find, you know, suitable jobs. And even you find a job and you're like, oh, you know, um, I'm, I'm not really sure about this. I'm not really sure about the pay. Well, guess what? Negotiations, right? You know, never accept something that, you know, you're not sure of or that's not going to give you the life that you essentially want, you know, so that you can live comfortably because we deserve that, especially as social workers. Absolutely. You hit on a lot of points that I've been thinking about as I have been interviewing people. Mm -hmm. um, I think similarly, the biggest professional tool for me is networking. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and yeah. that's something that I didn't learn right away. And I wish I would mm -hmm. have done more of um, sure. is, is finding a network and staying in touch with them because you don't want to get mm -hmm. maybe three years down the road, five years down the road, and someone could be a really good connection for you. Um, right. You haven't talked to them in five years and then you don't want to come knocking and saying, hey, right. can we connect? <laughs> Um, so I definitely think networking and staying, mm -hmm. you know, um, in connection with your, your network. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very close with uh, my previous supervisor and some previous yes. colleagues. And even just a couple times a year, we connect, like, you know, you don't have mm -hmm. to, to connect all the time, but just check in, right. They're social right. workers too, and their colleagues and just check in and keep up those professional connections. I think that's really important. Um, yes. Cause you never know where your career will take you. So that's, I'm glad that you said like, you know, try, try out a bunch of different things. Don't box yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because uh, my journey has gone many, I've mostly been in schools, but I also have a degree in special education because I love mm -hmm. education. Like social work opens doors, I think. Yes. You, yes. you don't want it to close doors. You want it to open doors. So that's uh, it. Exactly. I think that's really good that you said, just have an open mind. Yes. Uh, and know that we have so many diverse skills that could be mm -hmm. applied to many different jobs, not just clinical mm -hmm. case management. We can do things. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so obviously we are here, Agents of Change Social Work mm -hmm. Test Prep. So the million dollar question is, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How are you an agent of change? So I would say that I'm an agent of change 
because I, so the mode, right, that social workers, the, like this narrative that people have um, concocted of what social work is or who social workers should be. Like I've completely shattered that. <laughs> like, and I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying like, no, like this is not what we do. This is not, mm -hmm. you know, who we are as portrayed in the media. I'm an agent of change because I'm an innovator. I'm a visionary. Like I see something and when I look at it, I'm like, okay, this is how we can make this better. Right. Mm -hmm. And so being, being an agent of change is like, you know, okay, we have a lot of people, right. Who claim to be, okay. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm changing this, you know, I'm changing this for the better. Right. But if you don't have the voice of the people, right. The voice of the people that you're actually trying to not change, but assist in that change, then you know, the cause is lost. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that's very huge for me is having um, and being a part of those voices of the community. Um, in Tallahassee, the social recipe was birthed um, in Tallahassee and birthed out of a need for a safe space to vocalize frustration, right? And to vocalize um, the different things that were occurring um, during that time and still to this day, and so, you know, seeing that and being a part of that, I would say I've been able to utilize just my innovation, and like the vision that I have and the skills that I've learned to really uplift and amplify those voices to work towards change. Thank you for that. that that's so important. It's such a powerful answer. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about the social recipe, how you um, thought this up, um, mm -hmm. kind of your, your vision for it. it. It's really awesome work that you're doing. So I'd want to make sure we definitely highlight it. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> it's so funny because in 2000, I actually started the social recipe in 2019. However, it wasn't called the social recipe. It was called a recipe, a recipe to joy. Okay. <laughs> I asked someone, I was like, you know, when you think about me, what are some things you think about? I, I had the recipe part. I just needed the last part. And yeah. they're like, well, you know, you laugh, you smile and oh, you're joyful. And I was like, okay, I like that. <laughs> and so initially it began as a space for me to highlight what I was doing in social work, because, you okay. know, I didn't really see a lot of people, at least during that time, um, you know, talking about social work. And so I started off with that. And then, of course, 2020, we had the pandemic and then George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and so many other traumatic events occurring right in front of our eyes. And so I'm like, OK, this is hard. For, and for me, it's definitely difficult um, to be vulnerable. And so I can only imagine, you know, the difficult times that other, others were having. And so I'm like, OK, a recipe recipe you know when you think about a recipe you think about mixing things together you know bringing these different ingredients to create this whole this this plate you know and so I'm like okay recipe social and I just combine them together and with help he will kill me if I don't credit him with help from my brother-in-law develop um, the social recipe and essentially it is that dish it is that hub of communities at the time I was in Tallahassee so 
um, that community, the capital of Florida, and what we were experiencing at that time is that dish is, is, and I'm not the ingredient, right? I'm not giving, I'm not delivering any ingredients, right? It's the community. And so bringing those, those ingredients together to create that whole. So um, the social recipe was created. And since then, it's been a ball. I've done different workshops, um, have led um, webinars, spoken to so many girl, young girls and um, boys and Really, it's just all about, like I mentioned before, amplifying voices. Mm -hmm. I don't have the voice. Yeah, I mean, I'm speaking, right? <laughs> but right. the voice, I'm just, I'm literally like a megaphone, you know, and they're just shouting, you know, these different things. And so I'm excited to continue to expand and grow. Like I mentioned, it's just a community organization right now, mm -hmm. um, but I am looking towards expanding it and um, you know, filing some different things to just take it to a different level this upcoming year. Awesome. So the last thing that we will um, leave with and um, one last question before we wrap up is mm -hmm. so what, what would you tell people that maybe are like you, they want to get involved in their community <laughs> and they want to make a difference? What advice or what can they do to even just get started? So I would say, um, for the, the first thing is understanding what you are passionate about. You know, what, what is your philosophy? Like what is, because, you know, you can't, you, you it's going to, or you, I'm not going to say you can't, but it's going to be difficult for you, you know, to select something and do something if you don't know why you're doing it, you know, knowing you, and you, you may not even understand the why, right? I, I completely did not understand the why, um, you know, in 2020 when developing the social recipe, I didn't understand the why when, um, you know, macro social work became, you know, this huge, huge thing, as you mentioned a few years ago, and I'm st trying to learn it and understand it. I didn't really fully understand the why, but I knew that this, this was my direction. Like I, I knew that this was my calling. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, really, really understanding your passion and understanding how that passion could be aligned or how it could benefit um, someone else or another community, right? And so one of the things I'm passionate about is um, Black women, right? I'm a Black woman. So, you know, one of the things um, that I desire to do or am aspiring to do is um, creating a, a safe space for Black women through the social recipe, so, you know, whether that's be, whether that's going to be, okay, let's, let's, let's talk, let's have a conversation, let's do a webinar or whatever, whatever that case is, just being sure that my passion aligns with the community that I desire to serve. Because if they don't see you passionate, right, if they don't see that you care about them, you know, and care about what it, what it is you're trying to achieve and the place that you're, you know, you're trying to walk with them to, you know, it just, it won't, it won't matter, you know, it won't, it won't, it won't really mean anything. So, you know, definitely don't go with the popular trend or what you think everybody else is doing, you know, really follow what, what your passion is, no matter how weird it may feel or how, you know, impossible it may seem. I love that. Um, yeah. And I think that passion is so important. Um, like yes. you said, a lot of times people are like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do with my degree. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I've been out, I've been in the field for 10 years now, and it took me time to realize that educating people and educating yes. people with learning differences is actually like something I'm truly passionate about. So mm-hmm. your passion will come. Um, yes, it will come. It will come. And I think you could probably agree that when you find your passion, it comes so easily. doesn't mean mm-hmm. the days and the work are not hard, but it's something that you look forward to doing. Yes, yes. That's the key. That's the key. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to thank you so much. You shared so much um, insight into macro social work. I loved hearing about um, the social recipe. So if any one of our listeners would like to follow along, you can follow the social recipe on Instagram. It is Mm -hmm. at the social recipe. This will also be shared. Um, So Mm -hmm. you can follow the amazing work that is happening. Um, But I wanted to thank you so much for your time. Um, Mm -hmm. And thank you for, you know, in social work month, taking the time to um, share your knowledge with our community. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate this and appreciate this space that you are creating for social workers everywhere. So thank you. Thank you.